0: Welcome to Read Radio. This podcast is produced and recorded by staff throughout the Fraser Valley Regional Library. Here we present our recommendations on anything and everything from our collection for your reading, viewing, and listening enjoyment. We post new episodes to our website and SoundCloud every two weeks. Hello, my name is Dana Ianson. I'm a librarian at the Fraser Valley Regional Library and the Reading Link Challenge Coordinator. Today I'm going to introduce you to the books that students in grades 4 and 5 will be reading for this year's Reading Link Challenge. Reading Link Challengers, your job is to read, 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 read. Books will be coming to your school in November. I hope you enjoy reading these six books as much as I did. The first novel I'm going to introduce is Front Desk by Kelly Yang. This is the story of Mia Tang, a girl with many secrets. Mia was nine when her family immigrated from China to California in 1993. Mia's family left China full of hope. They thought they would have a house and a dog and eat hamburgers until they burst. However, life in America has been harder than they thought. Mia's parents struggled to find work, and the family had to live in their car at the beginning. When Mia's parents found an advertisement seeking a hotel manager at a hotel that would let the whole family live there, her parents jumped at the opportunity. Mia is excited about the pool at the hotel and visiting Disneyland, which is close by. While running the hotel is an adventure, it's not the life of luxury Mia expected. Mia's parents have to work so hard cleaning the hotel and keeping things running that Mia is left working at the front desk. She checks people in and out, helps hotel guests with wake-up calls, and befriends the long-term residents of the hotel. Mia's parents have many friends and acquaintances from China arriving in the United States all the time. They try to help these newcomers and give them a night or two in the hotel free when the rooms are unoccupied. They have to keep these free hotel guests a secret. If the horrible hotel owner, Mr. Yao, found out, he would deduct the money from their already small paychecks. Despite this grueling work-school schedule, Mia still has time for her passion, writing. Mia loves English and uses her interest to help residents and the newcomers. When she learns about a writing contest that has a grand prize of a hotel, she thinks she can do the ultimate good deed and make their family better off for good. Roughly based on the author's life, this book is full of heart, empathy, compassion, and action. Book number two is Kenny and the Dragon by Di DiTerlizzi. Dragons are fierce, fire-breathing, deadly creatures, right? Well, I thought so, until I met a dragon named Graham. Kenny and his family live on a farm outside of a quiet village. When Kenny's father comes home and tells Kenny there's a dragon on their property, Kenny springs into action. Kenny has read everything he can about dragons. He knows they are sinewy, fierce, fire-breathing monsters. Kenny quickly slaps together makeshift armor and heads out to find out what the dragon's intentions are. What Kenny finds doesn't match anything he's read. The dragon, named Graham, spelt with an E, is rounder, hairier, and scruffier than anything pictured in his books. Graham has never killed anything in his life. He prefers reading and discussing books to burning down castles. Kenny is so excited to tell his friend, the bookstore owner George, about this new kindred spirit living in the countryside, but when he reaches the village he finds this, printed in the newspaper. Dragon, spotted in Roundbrook, infamous scourge seen on Shepherd's Hill. Fear not, citizens, extermination is imminent. Worse yet, George is a retired knight, and as the kingdom's number one dragon slayer, The bookseller has been called out of retirement by the king to kill the dragon as soon as possible. With everyone whipped up into a dragon-mad frenzy, how can Kenny convince the townspeople to ignore their prejudices and get to know this dragon? This fantasy comes with fabulous line-drawn illustrations and is a quick read for anyone, dragon, friend, or foe. Book number three is Where's Burgess by Laurie Elmquist. Victoria based author Laurie Elmquist saw a Lost Frog poster on a camping trip and was inspired to write this book. Reese Hansen's frog is missing, so he makes a poster. It says, Lost Frog, Answers to Burgess, Might Be Scared. He includes his phone number and puts the poster up around the neighborhood. No response, or not the kind that Reese was hoping for. When a class bully sees the poster, he uses it as an excuse to make fun of Reese. To Reese's aid comes Aaron, class oddball, who wears a bathrobe to school. Reese not only misses his frog, but also his father. His parents recently separated and his dad moved out of their Victoria home and is now living in Vancouver, a ferry ride away. Reese's new friend Aaron turns out to be more than an oddball in a bathrobe. He is a devoted friend that helps Reese search for Burgess when Aaron needs help learning how to ride a bike Reese is keen to help him. Through this friendship, and the support from his mom, sister, and dad, Reese learns that families are resilient when things change, and although he might not be able to replace Burgess, he can find other things that make him feel happy. I found Reese's family sweet and relatable, and liked reading their stories in places I've visited. Book number four is called Loot by Jude Watson. Loot is a fast-paced novel centered around March, a 12-year-old with a notorious jewel thief for a dad. March's childhood has been unusual. March was homeschooled, if you could call it that. March never had to sit in a classroom or follow rules, but he knew how to evade police, calculate the odds at a racetrack, pick a lock, and buy a fake passport. March and his dad, Elfie, had some downtime, too. After Elfie pulled a big job, they spent two years living in the south of France. But most of March's life has been spent bouncing around Europe and the States, never putting down roots, and never getting to know any other family members. Then a terrible accident changes March's life forever. During a heist in Amsterdam, Elfie, his dad, falls from a roof, or was he pushed, and lies dying on the cobblestones at March's feet. Elfie's last words seem to be a riddle. He says, wait one month, find Jules, stick, rag, follow Falls today." day. Nothing makes any sense to March. March doesn't waste any time, and he does what he's been trained to do. He grabs the prepped getaway pack and finds more mysterious messages from his father. One message leaves him to his twin sister, Jules, a sister March has never known about. Things get complicated quickly. March and Jules are picked up by the police and sent back to the United States to live in a group home for kids without family. In the home, March and Jules start to unravel what Elfie was trying to tell them. It's something about a curse, some jewels, and a fortune beyond their wildest dreams. Should they try and live the straight and narrow, or do they take the bait? Book number five is A Whale in Paris by Daniel Presley. This is the story of Chantel a girl living in Paris with her father in 1944. This is during the Second World War, and German soldiers have occupied the city for four years. For four years, Parisians have lived in fear, fear of being arrested, imprisoned, or worse. Chantal's father is a fishmonger. He sells fish to the people in the city. Before the war, they would get fish from Normandy to sell. But now, with the German soldiers restricting travel, Chantelle and her father fish in the Seine, the river in the middle of Paris, trying to get some food for them and a little extra to sell. One night, Chantelle and her father are fishing. Chantelle is bored and starts to play her ukulele. A strange sound comes from the river. At first, Chantelle thinks it could be a submarine. Maybe the Americans are coming up the river to fight against the Germans. But when she goes back a few days later, she discovers it's a whale that's traveled up the Seine by mistake. The whale, who she calls Franklin, loves her ukulele songs, and he soon becomes the symbol of hope and freedom for the people of Paris. Franklin even lets Chantelle ride him. But Franklin doesn't belong there, and as things get more and more dangerous, Chantelle must travel with Franklin to help him return to the ocean, and they might help save France in the process. If you like amazing animal stories, you will love this magical book. The last book I'll introduce is The Loser's Club by Andrew Clements. Sixth grader Alec can't put a good book down. While his love of reading should help him succeed in school, he's unfortunately so consumed with books that he can't pay attention to any of his classes. This year, his teacher puts the ultimate threat in front of him. If Alec continues to read in class instead of paying attention, he's going to have to attend summer school. Alec can't read during class. But at his after-school care, he sees an opportunity. Kids all need to join a club or play sports. But what if Alec started a club for readers? Not a book club, but a club where everybody sits and reads quietly. No discussions. Alec wants to keep this club as small as possible. In an effort to keep everyone away, Alec calls the club the Losers Club. No one will join a Losers Club, right? But as more and more kids find their way to Alec's club, including his ex-friend turned bully and the girl Alec is starting to like, Alec notices something. Real life might be messier than his favorite books, but it's just as interesting. With The Losers Club, Andrew Clements brings us a new school story that's a love letter to books and to reading, and that reminds us that sometimes the best stories are the ones that happen off the page. So those are your six books. Happy reading, everybody, and we will see you soon. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. We're happy to share our recommendations and hope you keep coming back for more. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join us next time for another episode of Read Radio.